Today on the Bourbon Bites Podcast, I'm reviewing Ardbeg Ardcore Committee release, talking about the return of Jack Daniels Coy Hill, and recapping this week's Nintendo Direct Mini. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bourbon Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton, and we are back with another Scotch review. This one coming to me from my friend Aaron over at The Neck Pour. And I'm super excited about this one because this is the 2022 Ardbeg Committee release. I'm talking about Ardbeg Ardcore. So if you haven't seen this one, it's a really fun label. It's definitely got a hard rock kind of vibe to it. But this is the first Ardbeg made with black malt. So this is actually one of the most roasted versions of malt that you can do. They turned their kilns all the way up to above 250 degrees Celsius. Um, and then basically the malt turns into charcoal and then on fire. So as you can tell, it is very, very roasted. So I'm really excited to see how this tastes. Ardbeg actually describes it themselves as tasting like biting on a spiky ball, whatever that means. Um, now y'all know I do love me some Ardbeg Scorch, which was like a heavily charred barrel. Um, so this one's a little bit different. It's not like the barrel's being charred. It's actually the, the malt is roasted on very, very high temperatures. Um, so I'm really excited. I just had a pour of Scorch just to kind of set my palate and remind myself what I love about Ardbeg. Um, but I'm super excited to get into this. So let's go and get it poured. So this committee release comes in at 50.1% ABV, um, which is a little bit lower than some of these other releases that have been coming lately. The committee release for Scorch was 51.7, um, whereas the most recent one, the Fur Mutation, was actually a bit lower than this. That one came in at 49.4, so kind of right in the middle of those two releases. Um, of course, I do miss the days of my High Proof Ardbeg, but you know what? I'll take this, especially if it's still packed with flavor um, like the most recent releases have been. By the way, if you missed my review of Fermutation or Scorch, both of those are here on the podcast. Um, definitely go check out previous episodes. Um, I try to put thumbnails, at least more recently I've been adding thumbnails to each of the, the podcasts, so you can kind of quickly scroll down and find what bottles you're looking for. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow me on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss upcoming reviews like this one. So let's go ahead and give the Ardcore a nose. Oh, Wow. That's a lot different than the Scorch I just had. To me, this one is a lot sweeter on the nose. It's got like a nice um, kind of like a chocolatiness to it. Yeah, and it's nothing at all like the Fermutation that I reviewed most recently. That one was very earthy. This one though, it's yeah, it's like a sweeter chocolate, maybe a bit of like baking spices there too. Um, of course, there's still peat. It's, it's still Ardbeg for sure, but wow, that's a really nice nose. There's a smell that it really reminds me of and I'm having a hard time placing it. It's almost like a molasses type nose, like a really dark, maybe a bit burnt, um, going along with that sweetness I was getting. Almost like espresso beans as well. I'm wondering if the fact that they <laughs> severely roasted these, um, the malted barley, uh, it, I'm wondering if it's kind of bringing out some of those more bitter notes that, you know, you don't typically get on it. It's, it's less bitter though, and it's more, um, I don't want to say sour, but it's like, a bit, there's a bit of tartness there on the nose too. I know I'm like all over the place with the nose. Um, it, it smells very good though, so I can't wait to give it a try. So, cheers. Okay, so it's it's very similar to the nose. Um, it honestly is a bit more muted. The nose was very lively and bright, and I was kind of really expecting you know something super unique here. On the palate, it's still very, very good. Um, it's definitely Ardbeg at its core. 
the finish is where you start really picking up those more unique elements to it the chocolatiness the bit of um i said tart earlier but it's kind of like an orange orange zest kind of note um, as well as those darker like espresso bean notes proof wise it honestly doesn't drink that hot i kind of expect this to drink a little bit hotter being the you know 50.1 um, it does have a really nice mouthfeel though it's very viscous and the, the finish is delightful. It, it brings back that sweetness. I think the nose and the finish are the best parts of this whiskey. Now, when they say it tastes like biting into a spiky ball, I don't know about that. I kind of expected that to be a little bit more intense. Um, I know Scorch was super intense with those like charred, charred barrel notes. This one, though, is a lot sweeter and a lot more... Um, just in line with what I expect from Ardbeg. So I don't know. I think it's definitely marketing on the bottle with some of the <laughs> descriptions there. But nonetheless, this is a fantastic Ardbeg. I think the sweetness and like the citrus elements really make this super unique. I love a good uh, unique committee release. You know, these are their experimental lines. I think the black malt really does do something to this whiskey. Um, and yeah, I, I think this is, you know, I still think Scorch is more up my alley from those charred barrels. Um, but this though, I definitely like it more than Fermutation, which I tried, um, on a recent podcast. Um, but yeah, this is a solid committee release. Now the committee releases are normally a little bit more expensive than the, um, standard on the shelf version. Um, I think this goes for like around $130. Um, but if you are a fan of Ardbeg and you do like these committee releases and trying them, definitely recommend it for the price. I, I didn't pick up this one myself. Like I said, I'm thankful to my friend Aaron who gave me a sample. Um, but if I see it pop back up, you know, I could I could see myself grabbing a bottle of this. It's it's definitely unique and it brings a lot of those like sweet desserty elements that I love in a good whiskey. Don't usually get on a peated whiskey, um, but man, that's that's really good. So well done, Ardbeg. Ardcore is a winner. So I do have one piece of whiskey news to get into before we do our Nintendo Direct recap. Um, this comes to us from Jack Daniels out of Tennessee. So y'all may remember uh, Jack Daniels, Coy Hill, Single Barrel, Barrel Proof releases, most of which were very, very high proof. Um, I recently did a podcast where we did a uh, round table for my local group where we tried three different Coy Hills all at hazmat and definitely was one of the more um, fun uh, podcasts I've ever done. So definitely check that out. But they are actually starting a new release of Koi Hill. Um, this is for 2022. However, this one's going to be a bit different and definitely more limited. So the previous Koi Hills were all single barrel releases. That's why they varied so much in proof. But this new one is going to be a small batch special release. So there's going to be different proof points ranging from 143.6 to 155.1. There's a couple in between there. There's five different unique batches this time. Um, but the thing that's most interesting is this is going to be a Tennessee-only release, as well as the fact that these are only going to be sold in 375 milliliter bottles. Now, as someone from Southern California, this is super disappointing news. I, I really loved it. I didn't get a chance to buy a bottle last time. Um, a lot of my friends did, and I'm super thankful for them for sharing. Uh, but yeah, I never had a chance to buy a bottle. I was really hoping there would be a re-release where I could pick it up but it sounds like it's only going to be in Tennessee. So I don't know the reasoning behind that. Maybe they're trying to limit, you know, the whole secondary market of it. Although to me, that makes me think it's going to go for even more on the secondary market because it's going to be even more limited. Uh, or maybe they just, they just overshot with how, how much they, how little they produced and how much the demand was. So they're kind of limiting expectations here. Like I said, the smaller bottles, Tennessee only, um, but you know, for my friends in Tennessee, this might increase your chances of getting them. Now the MSRP is going to be, um, $55 for the 375 milliliter. 
Um, this is, of course, the same same mash bill as the previous release, 80% corn, 12% malted barley, 8% rye. Um, like I said, ranging improved from 143.6 to 155.1. Like I said, these will be very limited quantities and they'll be available for purchase at the Jack Daniels Distillery beginning July 1st. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be available at other stores in Tennessee. Again, I'm just reading the press release here, but it does sound like though maybe it's going to be available across Tennessee retailers. If you are in Tennessee and you see this somewhere, you can email me at contact at bourbonbites.com um, about that or anything you guys want to ask me about or podcast suggestions, or you can visit our Whiskey and Gaming Lounge Discord server um, at bourbonbites.com. Scroll to the bottom and you'll see a link to it there. We have fun discussions about the podcast, live streams, and uh, what music we've been listening to. It, it's a very fun community with topics all over the place so if you're looking for more whiskey friends definitely join our uh, discord server but yeah I'm, I'm definitely interested in trying the small batch version compared to the single barrels because the single barrels were all good but they all varied pretty pretty heavily like i said check out that podcast where we did the round table i'm um, comparing a few of them but now it's time to recap the latest Nintendo Direct. Now this is considered a Nintendo Direct Mini. It was a shorter video that came out earlier this week, um, but a lot of really new exciting games were shown off, and some of these are ones that I don't really personally follow, but I know people are really excited, including my husband. He is a huge fan of a lot of these series, so let's just do a quick recap of what all was announced this week. First of all, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are all coming to Nintendo Switch. Now, Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable, um, I believe, were only available on the PlayStation, uh, uh, what is it called? Vita. Yeah, I was like, I was almost say like PlayStation Portable, not PSP, <laughs> PlayStation Vita. So this is the first time they're going to be on Switch. Um, they were previously announced to come to Xbox and PC, but um, it is exciting that they are coming to Switch. Again, not a franchise I really follow, but my husband, basically any Persona game he's going to buy. No matter what the platform so he was very excited when he saw this he was like wait what <laughs> so um definitely keep an eye out if you if, especially because if a lot of people haven't had a chance to play um persona 4 golden or persona 3 portable um if you're interested in that definitely pick those up they will be out on october 21st now here's one for all my Mega Man fans. Um, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a collection of several different games in the series. Now this is coming in 2023 and it will be sold in two different parts. Now Mega Man Battle Network was first released back in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance. Um, so this is the entire series of games including the different versions like the blue and white, red sun, blue moon, um, basically one through six but all the versions of it. So it wasn't something that I played. Um, I, I played some Mega Man games probably on PlayStation 1, I believe, or maybe it was Nintendo 64. It was that era when I like didn't really keep track of what console I was playing. It was definitely in my like, you know, when I was like 10 years old, I guess I imagine. But so yeah, I don't have any experience with the Battle Network games. Um, but this, if you were a fan of those, or if again, if you didn't get a chance to play them, similar to the Persona games, you know, they were released only on the Game Boy Advance or starting with the Game Boy Advance. Um, now's your chance to kind of get caught up and play those because I mean, that's a, that's a lot of games to get caught up on. We also got a release date announcement of Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope um, that's now going to be released on October 20th on Nintendo Switch. It's not something that I've really ever played before, but um, based on the trailer that was in the Nintendo Direct, it looks like a lot of fun. They're also adding Bowser as a playable character, so for all my Bowser fans out there, what, what do we call Bowser fans? Like Bowser heads? Bowser bros? I don't know. Let me know what Bowser fans are called. <laughs> I'm sure there's a name. Another new game that was announced that has people very, very excited is called Harvest Stella. Now this comes 
comes from Square Enix, of course, the producers of things like Final Fantasy. This is a fantasy RPG lifestyle farming sim kind of game. It definitely seems to be kind of like their answer to like Stardew Valley, um, but it's definitely the style of like a Final Fantasy game. It looks really polished. I got to admit that. Um, now, you do play as a villager and you collect materials, grow a farm, and prevent the quietus or the quietus, the season of death, from destroying your idyllic life on the farm. So this will be coming out on November 4th. I definitely, if I don't pick it up, my husband will definitely pick it up because he's a big fan of, you know, Square Enix and the games they put out. And, and I agree, they, they're always like super well done and it definitely stylistic. Yes, there are a million, you know, lifestyle farming sim games out there, but I gotta say of the ones that I've seen in the past couple years, this one definitely seems to be, um, like I said, polished and looks like a ton of fun. So we'll definitely be um, picking that up and letting you guys know what we think of it. Like I said, not till November 4th, but I'll be keeping an eye on that one when it comes to news about that. I know a lot of people are comparing this to Rune Factory 5, um, but they say that it looks like, you know, so much better than that game. I never played it. My husband has Rune Factory 5, um, but it definitely seems like kind of their their take or their their version of Rune Factory. Expect to see a lot more about that soon. Like I said, that's probably what people are most excited about from this announcement, at least from what I'm reading online. Of course, there are quite a few other games revealed, including the new Monster Hunter Rise expansion, Sonic Frontiers, Minecraft Legends, and a really cool game called Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is like a, um, it's also kind of like a farming sim game, but it's Pixar and in the world of Disney. I'm actually really excited for that one. Um, do I expect, you know, <laughs> Harvestella levels of, you know, life sim? No, but if I get to have Wally as my neighbor, you know what, I I'll settle for, <laughs> settle for that because I'm a huge Pixar fan. So that pretty much sums it up. Like I said, this was a mini Nintendo Direct, so you can definitely watch the full thing if you want more info about this, but I wanted to react to what I was most excited for from this presentation. So with that, thank you for listening to this episode of the Bourbon Bites podcast. If you do want to support the show, you can join Patreon at patreon.com slash bourbonbites. For as little as $2 a month, you have an impact on the future of this podcast and the YouTube channel with polls, behind-the-scenes videos, early access, all the cool stuff like that, um, as well as even more fun hangouts and things like that for the higher tiers. But most of all, make sure to follow this on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to me on YouTube for really fun live streams every week. So until next time, this has been the Bourbon Bites Podcast, a whiskey podcast with a gaming twist. Cheers, and I'll talk to you next episode.